Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Abby and I are back today to conclude our conversation about summertime because it's summertime, the school year is over and I hope you guys have had an amazing school year. I hope that the Lord has done many great things. I'm certain that there have been struggles along the way because we all have faced those, but I am so excited to just see what the Lord has in store for you, for us, for all of us throughout this next summer and then leading into the next school year. Because one of the greatest parts of summertime is being able to prepare for the upcoming school year, just having a time to reset, to rest, to just clear your brain, sit out in the sunshine, get some vitamin D, sit out by a swimming pool if you can find one or a lake or the ocean. Um, wherever, and just have some time to regroup with your family, with your husband, and um, with yourself, maybe even mom, maybe you can even take a couple of days off by yourself and just have some time with the Lord, have some time to rest, have some time to pray, have some time to plan. I used to do that um, years ago when, when we were back in California. Every summer, I would actually take a weekend away. We had some friends who worked at a Christian camp and they would allow me to go up there and and they had a pastor's retreat up there, but they would open it up to other people as well. And so when it wasn't being used, if there was a weekend that there was a room open, they would allow me to go up there. And I did that for, I think, three years in a row. And it was amazing because I got to just have some quiet time all by myself. And and it was great. It, It was such a great time to reset everything. So so look forward to that this summer. Maybe if you can, yes. you know, even swap kids with a friend and maybe she can take a weekend and you can take a weekend and just have some time to regroup and think through yes. what the Lord would have for you and your family this next year. Um, so that's one of the greatest benefits, right, Abby, of summertime. Yeah, it's a huge benefit. And I think what's so awesome about being homeschool moms is we, so many families, if their kids are gone all year in school, they all of a sudden get their kids home in the summer and they have to like relearn who their kids are. Yeah. They have to reestablish rules in their home. They have to reestablish expectations. And I feel like they spend, you know, half the summer doing that. And then the second half is preparing to go back. And we are so blessed as homeschool families to just be able to use our summer in, in such a unique way because we're with our kids all the time. And so now we can continue to be blessed in being with our kids, but in a new season, in a new way in the summer. Um, and I, I haven't said this before, but I would say one of the number one things I would suggest to families is go screen free this summer, Mm. have everybody put away their screens. I think summer, it is so tempting to just hand the kids a screen all summer to keep them quiet, keep them still, keep them from not getting bored. And I want to tell you, don't fall into that trap. Um, when your kids start getting bored, do not hand them a screen. When you need to get things done, don't hand them a screen. Um, and, and if you really do feel like that's something that you want to incorporate, then limit it, limit it to a half hour a day. 
And I would say, don't do more. It's not kid, good for your kids' brains. I'm, I'm all the studies show don't don't do more than that. And make it educational. Something my kids love to do with screens is they get that iMovie app, whatever that is, and they mm. go out and they film the most hilarious movies. Yeah. Just the three of them together. It's so funny. Or maybe they'll get some friends, and then we then we all watch them together. So if if you're gonna do the screen thing, uh, do it intentionally, yeah. and also be. Be an example to your kids. Put the screen down this summer and be present with your kids. Don't think that just because you're not quote unquote schooling and that you're not doing the academic part that your job is done, you will miss out on so many incredible opportunities this summer if you main, if you remain plugged in. So get off the screen, moms. Get your kids off the screens um, this summer and, you know, go do what Eva said. Get out, have a, have a reboot. Um, I love that. Take some time to yourself. And if you can't do a weekend away, do an afternoon, you know, like you said, swap kids, go get a cup of coffee and just spend some quiet time regrouping. Um, that, yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. So I have another suggestion too. One of the greatest things that you can do in the summertime is listen to audiobooks. Because yes. sometimes, you know, we can do that throughout the school year. My girls do some, but summertime is a fantastic time to really dig into audiobooks or a whole series. Um, I'm, I'm again reading to my youngest daughter, Little House on the Prairie. I love oh, the Little wow. House series. I'm, I'm reading the whole series to her. Um, but we, we've, I've read them to my girls. We actually listened as a family to the audio books um, as, as we were traveling because we traveled for quite a long time. And so we listened to the entire series and now I'm reading them again, the, the actual paper books to my youngest. And it's it's just a great time to listen to a book series. You can listen to The Green Ember. You can listen to audio dramas. There's We've done an episode on the Brinkman Adventures. Those yeah. are fantastic. Yes. Uh, Adventures and Odyssey is another great one. Things that are going to build your kid's character and build their relationship with the Lord, because there are so many fantastic ones that really do help point them to Jesus. And so it's a win-win because then they can listen to audiobooks. It gives them something to do, give them something to do during that time, whether it is Unloading the uh, dishwasher. Right. <laughs> Unloading the dishwasher. I was thinking of like crafts. Abby, come oh, on. Good job. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yes, but even while they're doing chores, whether they're doing laundry yes. or dishes um, or cooking, but also while they're doing something creative with their hands. And it yes. could be something as simple, even she might not appreciate me saying this, but even my 15-year-old still sometimes enjoys playing with clay and play-doh and things like that yes. because they can be so creative and build things with it you know yep. she doesn't do it every day She's but artistic right she likes to do that Leg- right exactly legos they can paint yep. they can draw there are a million different things they can do my youngest yes. just got from um someone she just got a bunch of rubber stamps this lady had a bunch of rubber stamps that she didn't Fun. need anymore so she got like a hundred rubber stamps oh my goodness and so she get a couple of cheap stamp pads and have them make cards that they can send to grandma or to relatives who maybe live out of town there are so yes. many things that kids can do yep. and you put an audiobook with it and it just makes it that much more fun it's the best. And and you you know I'm going to say this or take it outside. Listen yeah. to it on an iPad and get outside. Get the yep. fresh air, the vitamin D. Go up in your tree fort or on the on the hammock or under a tree and listen to them out there. And that kind of leads us into 
you know, don't stop reading, don't stop learning. It's right. not like learning is nine months out of the year and summer we don't learn. And so there are so many other things to carry that learning. One, like you said, read the books that so often during the school year, we have school books. And by the end of the day, kids feel like there's not time for free reading. Yeah. Um, which I always suggest always make time for free reading. But summer is a great time to pick up that book you've been wanting to mm -hmm. or grow a garden together. And there's your botany lesson. You know how much kids are going to learn doing that, that they aren't really learning, you know, they're not realizing they're doing school. Um, another and another fun thing is um, teach them map skills. Summer is a great time to do that. My <laughs> kids love to we get in the car, and we hand them a map. And I'm not talking about your phone. I'm talking about a real map. <laughs> um, and I, I, it's a, like open ended driving is what we do. And they say, turn right here. This is the name of this street. Turn left here. Go over, you know, and kids will learn more about mapping just doing that than they will on any course they're going to learn. So that's a really fun summer thing to do. Pack a picnic and do open-ended drives with their map. Um, another fun, you talked about game schooling earlier. Yeah. That is a really fun way to keep learning going through the summer, but in a, a new, unique way. Um, another thing that we've done that's really fun, two things. One, send out invitations for all the neighborhood friends and have them each come ready to learn um, and or ready to teach something new to the group of kids. So oh, maybe not, for example, my son, not, he loves to tie knots. So he could maybe come and teach the group of kids how to tie knots and every kid will come. So it's like an intentional play date. So kids mm. aren't just doing nothing or, you know, getting bored or expecting you to entertain them. They're actually learning a skill and then they're teaching it to their friends. And so sometimes just do an afternoon of that and maybe do that twice a month or something. And, and that's also a way to reach out to your neighborhood kids. Um, you know, one thing that we, well, I'll, I'll tell you one other thing first. So another fun thing to do for learning, keeping learning going is get out all the science experiments that you didn't do that year. Like Apologia comes with this huge science experiment kit and we don't get to them all. So sometimes in the summer, I just give them the box with all the experiments Nice. and I give them the book and I go, go figure it out. And I would say, keep a fire extinguisher on hand. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, but it, that's just such a fun way for them to, to learn in yeah. such a unique, fun way. Um, but back to having neighborhood kids over, um, we have the, the privilege moms that we are home all summer. Mm -hmm. And in the summer, there's a lot of kids that are home without parents a lot. And because their parents are still working, parents don't get summer break off. Um, and it is an incredible opportunity to minister to those yeah. neighborhood kids. And we always make sure we have, you know, popsicles on hand and a blanket on the front yard with books or, a, you know, games or we always and, and honestly, we do it, you know, do it in the front yard because you might not want every neighborhood kid, you know, in your house. But it's an incredible opportunity to serve your neighborhood, to build relationships with kids, to share truth, um, an opportunity to share the gospel with yeah. these kids. And so think outside the box in your summer. Don't just be again, don't be self-focused as what do we want this summer, but use it as an opportunity you know, to share the gospel with your neighborhood kids, to be a safe place, to be that house that there's a mom home, you know? Um, I love so those that. are all, yeah, those are ways to keep learning going through the summer and to expand from just your home out into the community. Yeah. I love that. And that is really, truly taking God's word to heart and showing hospitality to yes. those around us. Uh, right. we, we used to do that at, um, 
a house that we lived in many years ago, we lived in a neighborhood where there were lots and lots of kids and they would come over to our house and we always had a box of corn dogs in yeah, our freezer because <laughs> they would come over and it would be, you know, sometimes one, two, three o'clock in the afternoon and they had not had anything to eat because these were public school kids and they always right. ate breakfast and lunch at school. So during the summertime or on their days oh. off, if they weren't getting fed by the school, Right. They didn't eat. And it's not like they were starving. They weren't homeless or poor. They just right, right. didn't eat. It was the most bizarre yeah. thing. And so we quickly learned that we could give them corn dogs. They were happy. They would stay. And we got to tell them about Jesus. And so right. we took one year, I think like nine neighborhood kids to VBS at our church. I and it was just that. amazing. And it, it was an amazing ministry to be able to reach out to these kids whose, like you yeah. said, their parents were working. Right. And and they were pretty young. I mean, you, uh, there was one family in the, I think the oldest was like 12, and she stayed home with her younger siblings while her parents worked. And so they were at her house yeah. a lot. And, and that's uh, a ministry to those moms too that are absolutely. working. I mean, it goes beyond those kids. Those moms know there's a safe place. Yeah. And then it, it often opens up conversations with those moms because you've built relationships through yes. their kids. So absolutely. That, that's a great, and, and we don't always do that during the school year because- those kids are at school and we don't have those opportunities, but use use your summer to do that. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. We are back uh, talking about summertime and, and all the blessings of summertime and, and how we can use this best to mm -hmm. serve the Lord and impact His kingdom. Yes. Um, so Abby, what did you, you had an, a thought before we went to break. Yeah. So kind of the last thing we've talked about all the things this summer to make it. So if you're, if you're a list maker, here we go work, you know, put, put your kids to work. And that doesn't mean they have to have a job outside the home, but it could mean that they're learning a new skill in the home to contribute to the household, laundry, cooking, those sort of things. Um, serve, you know, serve outside of your home, serve the neighborhood, serve the, the nursing home down the street where you read, serve in a way that we are furthering the gospel, that we're doing kingdom work. Um, and what else did we talk about? We talked about keeping the learning going, being able to continue to learn through yeah. the summer, fun, exciting new ways to learn, um, building community. And then one of the last ones, and, and I always push this, if you know me, is adventure. Get outside and adventure. And summer is a great time to do that because the weather is great for that. We have the time to do it. Um, some things that we've done is set up weekly summer adventure days with friends, which means, and, and this doesn't have to mean you're adventuring, like you're going on hikes, you know, that might be what we do or, you know, go jump into the lake or find a new lake or a swimming hole, but it could just mean adventure, like find a new museum each week that you've mm -hmm. never been to or a, a new ice cream shop. That's an adventure, you know, <laughs> but just do something, you know, find, go to the summer symphony, find live music that's playing, mm -hmm. um, find a new pond to throw rocks in, but just something new every week. So you don't get into that mundane. We're so bored. We, you know, we're doing the same thing every week. Really, really be intentional to find something new to explore wherever you are. You can do that in New York City. You can do that in the middle of Alaska, but just do something fun and adventurous 
um, and new each week. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, I want to go back to something that we were talking about just a little while ago. We were talking about using the summer to plan for the next year. Um, I want to kind of park on that for just a little bit and talk about how moms can do that. And I mean, this could be an entire episode, but I want to give just a few pointers for moms for using the summertime to be able to plan for the upcoming year. Um, Mm -hmm. And so there, there are lots of practical ways to do that. And we've, we have talked about that many times. Of course, you always want to start with prayer, you know, just give it to the Lord, surrender this next school year to him and, and ask him, you know, what do you want from our family for this next year. And, and as always, you, you have to start with the end in mind. You have to figure out like, where do we want to be at the end of the year and then work backwards from there? Um, cause if you don't know where you're going, (laughs) it's going to be kind of a mess trying to get there. And so you need to look at the end of your year. And of course you can scope out, you know, the end of this next year and then all the way to the end of their schooling um, in your home, where really ultimately do you want them to be? And of course, ultimately Mm -hmm. we want our kids to love Jesus, Um, but how are you going to, how are you going to accomplish that goal? And so start there and then work backwards and figure out, you know, look at different curriculum options, visit with friends. This is a great time during the school year when you don't have the, the pressure um, of, of, the curriculum that you're using and feel, feeling like you need to get through it, this is a right. great time to go to homeschool conventions. Of course, if you have one in your area that you can attend, by all means, go to a convention this year. That is one of yes. the greatest things you can do. I know, Abby, you have one coming up for Homeschool Idaho, right? Not Yeah, we have a live one. You guys have a live one. Yep. This is the first week in June. I mean, I think a lot of states are opening back uh, up. Are opening up and they're doing in-person conventions. Yes, which so is find amazing. One and go. Right. Yeah. There are lots of in-person ones now again this year. Praise the Lord for that. And there are yeah. also some online ones. So if you're in an area that does not have a in-person conference, go to a you know, attend an online conference to get that encouragement. But aside from that, if you can't go to one and you can't actually look at physical curriculum, call up some of your friends who are local and just say, hey, what do you use for history? What are you using for science and for math? And and we, we did this. I know we've talked about this before, but in Georgia, one of the homeschool groups there, they actually had a day and they said, okay, everyone meet at the park at this time, everyone bring whatever curriculum you want to share. And so they had a bunch of picnic tables at the park and all the moms just brought all of their curriculum that they wanted to share. And it was fantastic because then all of the moms got to go around and kind of shop I love what other people idea. were using. And then you got to talk to that mom about it and say, hey, well, what, what do you like about this? And what don't you like about right. this? And why do you use this particular curriculum for this yeah. subject? And it real I mean, there were a few things I was like, oh, I've never even heard of this curriculum, but it's fantastic. Looks like it will work really right. well for our family. Um, And then talk with your family, talk with your husband, talk with your kids, figure out what's going to work best for your family. Maybe plan out your schedule, plan out your activities. You don't, and and when I say plan, I don't mean plan, you know, day one, we're going to do lessons, you know, one through three in this particular book. Don't do that. You will end up stressing yourself out and you're going to feel like a failure because two days into your homeschool, you're going <laughs> <laughs> to... Totally. We just have a general direction right. that you're going. Right. Correct. Um, but yeah, and summertime I would, is great. I would say too, you know, one thing we do is, well, the first thing I'd say, don't do this right now. Take a few weeks, take a month and just decompress. Yes. Do not, the day you shut this year's book, 
start planning for tomorrow or for next year. Don't, you got to have time to clear your head. What you can do right away though, is write down what worked and what didn't, you know, because it's fresh right now. It's fresh. Here's what worked. Here's what didn't work. And then put it away. I mean, I actually physically put all of our school books and everything away for about a month, just to get it out of my head, to just fully like let it, I need to have that decompressed time. Yeah. Then when I get it out, it's fresh and I'm actually excited about it. I'm not sick of looking at it. Yep. <laughs> and yep. the other thing I, I say to moms a lot is once you've written down what works and what doesn't, don't go back to the things that work. If you have found something that works for your family and it works well and, and it's, and it's flowing for you guys, don't, get distracted by the shiny things that other people are doing. You're going to stress yourself out. Yeah. If it works, if you have a math that everybody is just thriving in and it works for your family, don't go look at other math curriculums. You don't need to. There's too many other things. So just find the things that aren't working and then go check out what the other options are. Right. Otherwise, you're it's, it's just going to overwhelm you. You cannot redo every year, every year. So yeah. <laughs> if it's working, let it work. Don't reinvent the wheel. If it's not working, then give it a rest, take a few weeks, and then start revisiting other options so that you come at it with a new perspective. The other thing I've noticed is it really bothers my kids when I start planning the next school year, like three days after this school year. <laughs> they are like, give, like, can we have a breathe? You know, so even them seeing me do it. Yeah. So just take a month, moms, and go just rest yeah. and, and relax and do something, you know, go for a bike ride. Don't, don't just start into next year already. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, this has been fun. I'm excited to see. And we would love to know what you guys are doing this summer. And I said this, oh, this is so great, Abby. I don't know if I told you about this. I actually said um, several weeks ago, I said, if anybody's traveling through the Tulsa, Oklahoma area, let us know. We would love to meet you. And so I got an email a few weeks ago from a family who's traveling through Tulsa. I heard and you say that. Yeah, she here? heard me say that. She's like, That's you said awesome. it on the podcast and we'd love to meet you. I'm, and so they're coming. Oh. Um, they're actually going to the conference that I'm speaking at this weekend. Um, and then they're coming to our house the following day and we're going to hang out with them for a day. Oh, and so, I so that. I actually mean that if you're traveling through Tulsa <sighs> or if you can detour through Tulsa, we would love to meet you. And oh. um, we've, we, we have, you know, plenty of space here where we can make plenty of space. I should say we don't have a very big house, but <laughs> we have <laughs> floors. People can sleep on floors, um, <laughs> but we would love to meet you, even if it's just for dinner or breakfast or whatever, oh. we would absolutely love that. So let us know, send us an email, uh, podcast at schoolhouserocked.com. And we, we would love to get to know you and your family if you are coming this direction through the summertime. I love that. I had someone reach out to me and said, hey, we're going to be the Idaho convention in June. Can we meet? So again, I yeah. y- you could come to my town, but nobody goes through our town. We're way <laughs> off the beaten path. So if, you, if you're at the, high, at the homeschool Idaho convention in June in, yeah. in Boise, Idaho, or Nampa, Idaho, find me. I would love to see you. I will be there. Yeah. So much fun. So lots of great things. You guys, Aww. thank you so much again for listening. We tell you this and I mean it. We pray for you, our listeners all the time. And just pray that this ministry would be a blessing to you and that the Lord would bless you and guide you on this journey of homeschooling. We we genuinely do pray for you. So if there are things that we can be praying about specifically, send us an email, podcast at schoolhouserock.com and let us know. We Sometimes people send messages through Facebook and for some reason they they 
don't come to me and they get lost. And then oftentimes I'll see them like weeks or even months later. I'm like, I never saw that message. I'm so sorry. Those don't come to my inbox. So send me an email. And I'm much better at responding to emails than I am Facebook messages. Um, Also, we would love it if you would just pray about uh, the possibility of helping to support the Schoolhouse Rock ministry. We are a ministry that is is fully supported by our sponsors and our listeners. And God has been good to provide for us, but in order to keep this ministry going and um, keep doing what we're doing, we always are in need of financial support. So if you would pray about that and consider giving, we are on a mission to get as many kids out of the public school system as possible and call parents to bringing their kids home and making the difference that they can make as parents and pointing their kids towards Christ because that is what matters. And so if you believe in this ministry, if the Lord prompts your heart to do so, go to schoolhouserocked.com and scroll down a little bit. You'll see a button that says donate here and you can make a tax deductible donation uh, through the website. So that is a huge blessing to us that really, really, really does help us to keep this ministry going and and doing what we're we're doing. So um, we love you guys. Thank you again for your support. Thank you for your prayers and your encouragement encouragement that you continue to send. And uh, we will be back next week with another fantastic guest. Thanks, Abby. Yeah. All right. See you guys next week. Bye. Every year, parents just like you are discovering Classical Conversations, a vibrant, supportive Christian homeschooling program that's been equipping parents since 1997 with the resources, tools, guidance, and encouragement they need to homeschool their children with confidence and prepare them for a lifetime of success. Visit our website at classicalconversations.com to find a nearby community and learn more about homeschooling the Classical Conversations way. Classical Conversations, Christian homeschooling simplified.